This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Wants to be 16. 16 can drive a car. 16 wants to be 21. 21 gets to hit the ball. 21 wants to be 30. That's uh, the speed of life from Alberta's own George Canyon. Has put out now 12 studio albums, won multiple awards, multiple Junos, multiple Canadian Country Music Awards. Uh, he is the anthem singer, of course, for the Calgary Flames. You can catch him, by the way, this weekend, performing in Edmonton along with Sawyer Brown, Lone Star, Doc Walker, next week in Medicine Hat on Tuesday, Friday in Calgary. But he's also now an author. George Canyon is the author of a new book called My Country. He's been doing a, a WordFest event coming up later this month to talk about the book and about his life and career. That's coming up November 26. More details at WordFest.com. Joining us on the line here this afternoon is the aforementioned, the one and only George Canyon. GeorgeCanyon.com, of course, is the website. George, congrats on all of this and the book especially. Great to have you with us here. Hey, Rob, that was a that was a mouthful. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot to cover, which you is know, which is a good thing. You know more what's going on than I do. <laughs> I would call you and get my updates. <laughs> well, lots to talk about. I'm doing great, and obviously, it sounds yeah. like things are going well for you. Let's talk about the book, which is out now, and you know, it's obviously your own story. You know, growing up in Nova Scotia, yeah. dealing with a, a diabetes type one diabetes diagnosis as a young kid, and how that kind of changed yeah. the trajectory of your life, and how you stumbled across country music, but let's talk about what, what, I mean, what inspired you to write the book, first of all? I was asked to do a memoir quite, quite a while ago, and, and I said two things. I, I feel I'm too young, and I don't have enough to say. Now I'm quite a bit older. Still don't know if I have enough to say, <laughs> but uh, I was um, a part of that uh, Canada Reads, the CBC contest. I was mm-hmm. one of the, the I guess, uh, not judges, but one of the panelists, and I represented Jesse Thistle's book, uh, who's an incredible author with an incredible story. And he encouraged me to uh, talk to Simon and Schuster about possibly doing a memoir. So I, I took a meeting with them. This is uh, you know over, over probably almost two years now, and took a meeting with them, and they thought it would be a great idea, and uh, I sent them what I'd written so far, and then we started talking about a ghostwriter for me. <laughs> you know, It's different writing a, writing a book in comparison to writing a song, Rob. So it's just, you know, I want it to be my voice, but at the same time, I, I want it to make sense, because you know, there's so much to tell in someone's life, and you're kind of all over the map, and I was very honored to get a, have a ghostwriter. Uh, he lives up in uh, Edmonton, Michael Hingston, and he's an incredible writer, and Michael and I were able to establish a relationship where I sat in my studio um, down here on, on the ranch and uh, basically kind of just talked away about different chapters, you know, say it was the first chapter of the book, and I'd send it to Michael, and then he'd put it, kind of straighten it all out to make it make sense and send it back to me, and they, that's how we did the entire thing. I would imagine, though, there are some similarities, right? As a, a songwriter, you got to be honest. you got to be able to bear your soul. But do so in a way that is relatable, right? And people can, can understand or sympathize or empathize with the story you're telling. And that's a, that's a lot of what goes into a project like this, I would think. It is. It's like one big 
song. Well, each yeah. chapter is kind of one big song. Yeah, you, you make a good point. Um, except I think in songwriting, you've got to take that entire story, albeit sometimes it spans generations, one story, and you got to put it into three minutes. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a little bit, definitely a little bit different. And you hope it rhymes, too. <laughs> the book <laughs> doesn't yeah. rhyme. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Um, but yeah, obviously, I mean, it, it's about your journey and, and what a journey it's been. Um, you know, and people certainly know the work you've done with the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. And, and you know, you've been, been very uh, public and outspoken about, you know, the importance of addressing this and, and your own struggles. So how old were you, George, when, when you were first diagnosed with type 1 diabetes? I was 14. Um, I'll never forget it. I was uh, I had my, my life planned out since I was five to be an Air Force pilot and hopefully transition into um, um, the astronaut world. And my mom and dad couldn't believe I had this plan since I was five, but I did. And then I was uh, in Air Cadets, and uh, it was just coming Christmas time, and started getting the symptoms. And my grandmother, my dad's mom, my nanny, she had type 1. So I kind of grew up with it, sort of. Yeah. But, you know, diabetes back then was different. Nanny's, um, she had, uh, her insulin was pork, and it, you know, the... <laughs> hard to describe to new diabetics she had no blood testing stuff it was all urinology and she had to boil her her uh her syringes and needles there was no disposable yeah. needles and all that stuff was different but i didn't think anything about it i got diagnosed at 14 and it changed everything it did and you know for for yeah. someone who had those dreams as you say to kind of have to rethink and reevaluate all of that at, at that age that that's a lot to to grasp with isn't it well, yeah, and Rob, I'm, I've always been a, a, a man of faith. I've always had very strong faith. And I, I knew in my heart, even at 14, I knew there was no way God was teasing me with having such a passion for something to take it away from me. But but at the same time, I was distraught. I mean, the last thing I wanted to do was take care of my diabetes. I, I felt like my world had ended. And, you know, there's enough going on at a 14-year-old's age back then. Um, so I, I, I kind of just dug in and mom and dad said well you know there's always medicine so i decided i'd be a doctor and that terrifies people when they hear that all the time you know i was gonna go to med school um did my pre-med on the way to Dalhousie medical school went on the road in a country rock band and and um never never went back i remember having the conversation with my dad over the phone and never went back Thankfully. <laughs> but, but, I mean, had music been a part of your life before that? And maybe you just hadn't realized yeah. that maybe it was your calling? Like, at, at what point did that start to seem like that was that was for you? Oh, that's a loaded question. Music has always been a part, even, yeah. you know, at five years old, learning how to play acoustic guitar and sitting there before, well before Internet, let's be honest, uh, well before Internet, sitting there with songbooks and learning like Gordon Lightfoot and uh, Ian Tyson. I remember learning Four Strong Winds as a kid, and I never thought music would ever be what it is. Today, I had no idea. Um, even when I went on the road that very first summer, um, I, I couldn't, you know, if you held, held a gun to my head then and said, you know, is this your career? I wouldn't have been able to confirm that, but I felt something, and it was a different feeling uh, something I never felt before, deep inside my heart, and I went, "Hmm, that's uh, that's interesting. I think I better pursue this." And then, sure enough, it it was uh, the reality for me. So then, eventually, moving out to Alberta, and obviously, this is then I, I would assume tied into your career. And you know, we think of you as Alberta's own. I guess we kind of we got to share you with no. Oh, I've, <laughs> right? well, I've lived here for more than half my life, so yeah. I definitely am 100% Albertan. Yeah. 
and and so how did you end up out here? Well, it's it's a it's a very simple. I, I we were on the road, and you know, back in the nineties, you played bars for like six nights a week and five, four, five sets a night. So we were just kind of making our way, and and the minute I saw Alberta and I saw the Rocky Mountains, poof, mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's what my papa and I used to sit and watch John Wayne movies after church on Sundays. And he would talk about being a cowboy. And little did I know he actually was a cowboy and, and had a farm that he lost. To, the bank took his farm away, and he had cattle and horses and all this stuff. And I didn't know any of that. And uh, I remember when I first saw those mountains, I said, now I know what he was talking about, minus the mountains, of course, because he, he, mm-hmm. he lived in Nova Scotia. But it was just something that just my soul just came alive when I saw Alberta, and I I just couldn't get it out of my head. And then... Very blessed to uh, meet my wife, and of course we get to settle here. And I mean, you know, I think people think of Alberta when you think of Canadian country music. You know, George Canyon, Brett Kissel, Paul Brandt, Terry Clark, all those yeah. kinds of names. The the big festivals we have here. There's quite a relationship, isn't there, between Albertans and and this music? There really is, um, and part of it, I I think, is um, indicative of the lifestyle. Uh, like we're very blessed to ranch out west in Nanton, and. You know, I'm out with my horse, and I'm I'm writing songs like crazy right now. They're just flowing out of me. They might not be good songs, but they're flowing out of me either way. <laughs> and uh, just that lifestyle, just just that family, and uh, oh man, just love writing those, those songs. I guess it's win-win. I mean, if you love being here, and and it almost for for the industry, almost kind of need to be here in a way. I mean, is is Alberta kind of like Canada's Nashville? Is this where you need to be when it comes to country music? I think it is, Rob. I think um, I've been asked by lots of young artists who I've tried to give advice to um, where they felt they had to go to Nashville and they had to live in Nashville. And I was told the same thing when I was a young artist. You know, if you want to have a career, you have to live in Nashville. And I've just always thought that was, you know, might have been the case years ago. But nowadays, um, even over my career, I didn't uh, feel that was uh, something I had to do. And I wasn't willing to do it. I'm a very proud Canadian, and, uh, you know, uh, I was born in Canada, raised in Canada, and I'll die in Canada. That's that's what I always say. So I encourage artists to really pursue Alberta and, and Canada as a whole in having their career here. Yeah. Well, and further to that, I mean, you know, the, the, the pride of being a Canadian and, you know, the role you play with the Calgary Flames, obviously, is the anthem singer. And, yeah. you, you know, the, the pride of doing that, you know, it, it, it comes through, obviously. But talk, talk a bit about, you know, the, the burden or I guess the responsibility of taking that on and just what, what it means to you to do that. Well, someone asked me what my, uh, what would you call it, pregame I don't know. You know how hockey players have, right, exactly. have this thing we do before games. Yeah, I do change my underwear, so that's a good thing. Okay. Uh, I've heard some horrific stories in the locker room about that during playoffs. But um, every every game when I go in there, uh, there's this, there's one place uh, behind the scenes where I go and I I pray before every game that I that I have the strength to not screw it up because it means it's more than an anthem, right? It's it, it's an anthem at a hockey game, yes, but it's 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 it represents so much more to me and to so many veterans as you know as tomorrow's remembrance day. I yeah. it just uh, you know you, you carry the weight, but at the same time the the, the pride that I have getting to sing our national anthem, uh, it, it, there's no words to describe it. 
You also talk in the book about your interest in politics, and obviously, you know, you've dabbled in some politics. <laughs> interest where, where, where is an interesting that? word. <laughs> <laughs> well, where does that fit in into to your identity and, and who you are? Well, it's not so much politics, it's the servant heart. Um, and, and I truly believe everyone has a servant's heart at some, somewhere. For me, it's always been there. And that was the one thing that confused my mom and dad of me wanting to. It wasn't being in the military had nothing to do, although albeit very cool, about just flying. It was actually to serve our nation, to serve others, Mm -hmm. family, friends, neighbors, strangers. And uh, Peter McKay, who I who I grew up with and, and, uh, you know, cherish our friendship. He's like a brother. Pete said, if you ever want to serve your nation in the biggest way outside of me being in the military, which I wasn't allowed, um, he said, you could serve in government. And um, I, I hadn't thought much about that. I mean, other than if I was ever asked to step up, would I? And uh, lo and behold, I guess you never know what's going to happen in life. I was asked to step up, and Jen and I and, and our kids, we all t- sat down and talked about it. And, you know, I said, well, I'm going to step up to serve. Uh, I encourage everyone to step up. And, and serve their nation uh, in any way they can. And so I, I did, and it was, a, it was a really good experience, Rob, on one hand. And on the other hand, I, I witnessed and felt the frustration, um, not only of Canadians in, in the riding where I was born and raised, where my dad was, was so proud mm-hmm. to be born and raised as well, but right across the country, just talking to people, I, and the frustration was there, and, um, and it was... Uh, it was an eye-opening experience. So more of that in your future, perhaps? Well, I, I will say yes to having a servant's heart. I, I, no, I have no idea what the good Lord has planned for me, and I decided a long time ago to not try and make it my plan anymore, because every time I did that, I messed it up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I like to say I have a servant's heart, and we'll see where that goes and how he needs me to serve next. Well, in the meantime, in the here and now, we mentioned the new book. It's called My Country. It's available now. Uh, You're going to be a busy guy as well. This Saturday in Edmonton, as mentioned, Sawyer Brown, Lone Star, Doc Walker. Uh, So quite a rogues gallery uh, this Saturday in Edmonton. I know Medicine Hat next Tuesday, back in Calgary next Friday. Uh, So, yeah, you got a lot going on right now. Do you remember remember, uh, Mark Miller from Sawyer Brown and his dance moves? (laughs) No, I'm not. Oh, man. Search it up on YouTube. I should look that up. Okay. Dance moves he had back when they were, you know, back when we were doing music videos for, you know, CMT and all that stuff. Right. I'm so interested to see if he's still up there. Okay. Just giving her. I'm very, very excited to get and honored to be a part of that tour. All right. Well, much more uh, at georgecanyon.com. George, again, congrats on the book. And uh, thank you so much for the conversation here today. Really appreciate this. Thanks, Rob. Love listening to you. I've listened to you for many, many years now. Well, that's very much appreciated, George. Thanks for that. Thanks again for joining us here. There you go. My pleasure. Uh, George Canyon, Canadian country star. Again, as mentioned, uh, numerous awards over the years. Now 12 studio albums he's released. Uh, Now can add author to that resume. His book, it's called My Country. It's available now. We mentioned uh, the performances coming up uh, this weekend and next week. More details and all of that at georgecanyon.com. But this Saturday in Edmonton, Tuesday in Medicine Hat, Friday next week, the 18th, uh, back in Calgary. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Rob Breckenridge. You can email me, rob at 770chqr.com. Talk to you next time.